Hi, and welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. The Lone Star Play Podcast is produced by TexasRealFood.com. It is a website, basically a comprehensive list, a directory, if you will, of all the best places in Texas to go eat that have, you know, great artisanal, organic, all-natural products, right? They get from farms, that sort of thing. So butchers, restaurants, you can even find farmer's markets on there. Um, you know, artisanal shops, any sort of little place that's working with food like that. So you can basically just put in your zip code or your city and find all the places nearest you. It's also got resources, you know, recipes, videos. There's a cool blog on there to just learn about all things Texas and Texas food. It's a really, really great website. You can also find our podcast on there. So you can go to texasrealfood.com slash podcast. You can also just go to thelonestarplate.com and it will forward you there. Uh, and if you ever have any questions or have any concerns or suggestions about the show or anything or want to ask me something, email me, patrick at texasrealfood.com. Happy to answer any questions. Okay, let's get to our episode. Today, we have Kevin Newsom. He is the uh, owner and founder of Steam. Um, it is a basically an espresso um, product that you get that you that you get and, and drink in these little bottles and stuff so they're doing some special stuff with the quarantine and the lockdown and we're just going to see how they pivoted during this time they're a local austin company and we're just going to see you know what what they've been doing during the quarantine and the lockdown hey there we go hear me i hear you brother look good sound good got the bandana on yeah, I bet uh, you're either ready to rob a train or you're going out to get groceries. I've been right? I've like, making stagecoach uh, yeah. jokes all week. Like, of course, it's so. like I felt weird. Uh, I think it was two days ago. I walked into uh, HEB with a black bandana. I just thought this is the craziest looking thing in the world. I mean, it looks like I'm about to rob the place. No, you could. You could get really close in a robbery situation, and no one would ever suspect anything. So. No one, no one would know. This is the perfect time to be robbing banks. In like, fact, yeah. in fact, it might be. There might be a competitive robbing situation. <laughs> oh, you're here to rob too? Shit! Like, yeah. <laughs> so for, line forms to the left. <laughs> If you're robbing us, form a line over here. If you're just here for regular service, that's funny. Yeah, that's and hilarious. you need a bag. Like yeah. That's, that's the other thing. That's but hilarious. I clearly have spent way too much time in the grocery store. You know, I mean, the upside is, is like, we're all, you know, I mean, somewhat hip to the social distancing laws. And if you're not, like, get used to all sorts <laughs> of duct tape and, you know side eye like if you don't do it right so. <laughs> yeah. oh absolutely you will get shamed right there's the social distance shame uh that you well get. and then there's the thing it's like so our local uh package store that's near my neighborhood it's like i got i'm you know i'm in there from time to time and i just stopped by like on my my way back from somewhere else and like i had flat forgot to like pack my bandana my bandito gear and so i walked in and then, then you have to like offer up uh like a reason that you're the guy that doesn't have it. So don't be that guy either. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you're right. You've got to come up with why I don't have a mask. I promise you there's a good reason, guys. I, I Which probably, is a yeah. conversation you never were never brought up to expect, right? Like, oh, I mean, my like, God. Uh, I just assume it's like my kids are little. So I just assume that like when they're older, they'll have like foggy memories of you know, <laughs> all of the stress, like 1800 uh yeah stagecoach situation so we're, <laughs> yeah. we're not there yet yeah totally 
it, it definitely has to be strange, you know, for kids. And when they look back on this, you know, years, it's definitely going to be strange. But honestly, I feel bad for like the seniors that are in high school that can't uh, do their graduation or their prom or any of that stuff that seniors, you know, like to do at the at the end of the year. Uh, yeah, I do feel a little bad for them. But all, all of that's hard. You know, I mean, in, in a weird way, like, I don't know if it's actually worse that I'm kind of comfortable with the idea of like, I was like, cause you know, by now it's like, if you watch the news for like five minutes, it's like everybody's telling the same story literally all the time. So it's like yeah. anything different is good. I tell the story about how um, I, I turned on the today show one time. This is not recently, but it's like years ago, turned on the today show and they had a guy who could freehand draw a perfect circle. And I was like, that is a metaphor for as, as hard a news as there is on that show. It's like, which is almost none. But now it's like serious news. You know, obviously, you know, pandemic is, a, is not to be taken lightly, but it's like, people are just like, give me a little levity. So, totally. Anyway. Absolutely. So I look on Twitter and that is both the funniest and the most terrible things that you could possibly imagine. <laughs> It really is. Right. Yeah. I mean, we absolutely need uh, levity during this time. Uh, you know, we need we need stories of hope and stories of change and, you know, determination and, and looking forward to the future and what we're going to do. Absolutely, man. Um, yeah, it can be pretty depressing. Um, actually, someone I interviewed maybe a couple weeks ago gave me some great advice. They told me like they just said, look, Patrick, when I wake up in the morning, I don't actually look at any news till like past noon. I mean, I make it a point to not even pick up my phone and just because that's the first thing you want to do in the morning is right. Go right to the news. And what a great idea. You know, she's like, I don't do that. I, I, I wait till about noon. I don't I don't even look at nothing. I, I deal with the stuff I need to do. So I send maybe emails I need to send. I, I, you know, make my coffee, make my bed, do this, do that. Try to do stuff that I might normally do during regular life. You yeah. know, maybe put on some pants. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the basics, you know, like. Wednesday? Is it pants day? Yeah, exactly. I mean, no joke. Y'all can see me right now. I'm wearing a collared shirt, but. Below this, it's, it's uh, you know, business casual, if you will. <laughs> this is like, sure. you know, I'm wearing pajama pants. I mean, that's just. We're, we're all basically it. dressed like, you know, like lo-fi news anchors. I saw there was an article in the um, L.A. paper a couple of days ago about somebody who was like shaming people from who are working at home from wearing sweats. And let us just say that the backlash was real and unforgiving. Thank <laughs> you. Who, who, what person is judging someone right now for wearing sweatpants? Like, I don't know. Part of me thinks that like, okay, that's a little clickbaity. That's the kind of thing that, that's like, that's, okay, yeah, what, can, right. what can we possibly get everybody to get mad about? <laughs> Tell me not to wear stretchy pants at home. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're right. You know, that's funny. days in my house and get back to me. So, <laughs> Someone actually posted this morning, actually, I saw something similar. There's a Facebook group called Austin Startups. You might be a part of that. Oh, yeah. sure. so, someone posted in there the same sort of thing, like that they had had a meeting with somebody and they had turned their video camera off because they were just in regular, you know, sweatpants and whatever. But the person that they were doing the Zoom with left the video on and they were dressed in pajamas, hair in a bun. And she was just like, oh, that was so unprofessional. I can't believe she would do that. I mean, she got ripped, kind of ripped apart in the comments because uh, they're just like, dude, girl, let it go. Relax. Like, there's literally a global pandemic. Nobody could leave the house in quarantine. Like, 
you know, you just don't know what people are doing at their homes during all this. So maybe they got a bunch of kids, they got dogs, they got all this stuff going on. And they don't, maybe they just don't have time to put on pants right now. That's like, what I do <laughs> is that this is like, um, you remember like the old sports and what was the, um, like one Schwarzenegger during his movie heyday did like, yeah. uh, it was like running man or something. Yeah. Running man. All the world's a game show. Yeah. Like I yeah. assume that like, maybe that's what happens. And then it's like, <laughs> go for like two or three months. And then you're just like, you figure out which day it is that you hit your breaking point. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a that's little bit funny. of that. That's uh, funny. But not, not, not complaining too hard. Like by, sure. by and large, the situation given what it is and that's the other list i need to make are like all the euphemisms that we use for like global pandemic just the things that people say to and brands especially that try to like sort of mitigate how bad it is um but the day-to-day is really not that terrible it's just sort of it is a little groundhog day like like it's exactly right it's it's groundhog day that's a great point i actually hadn't heard anybody say that but that's exactly uh you know what's going on so look, Kevin, let's, um, you know, I brought up your company in my little intro uh, that I do, uh, but, you know, really just want to talk to you about, um, and so Joel Paprocki, and we've actually had, we've, we've, I think, messaged before about maybe you coming on, so I'm glad we actually got to do this, um, but yeah. Joel, Joel definitely recommended that I, that I speak to you, and I just thought that was a great idea, because I love Joel. Actually, Joel and I went to high school together, I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I um, did not know that. Yeah. Before. Yeah, he was, he's a year younger than me. Um, I actually was in the same grade as his older brother, Scott. Oh, so, right yeah, I know the Paparakis very well. We all used to play hockey together. That's how, I, that's how we all, you know, knew each other. Um, well, and, uh, and Joel and his wife now own Capital Kitchens, obviously. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you guys may talk about that in the intro. But, but we've been, we have been at Capital Kitchens for a couple of years. We originally came on when um, Trish was there. Trish was there, was there. yeah. And she's great we still keep in touch and then sure. she bragged a lot on joel and chan and when they took it over and Mike's, that's awesome they're terrific so that's awesome yeah we had trish uh i actually had trish on the podcast as well back in i don't know november or something i think yeah no she she's great up. and she's yeah. basically el- like uh like uh you know she's glue she knows everybody like so she's a she's a human connector set totally totally and, and joel is a lot in a lot of ways as well and, and he's becoming that more and more uh he's got that whole connection you know through insurance he just knows so many people and you know again man there's a lot of stuff that joel does that he doesn't need to do and he does it just out of the love of his heart and to be honest with you man he's always been that way even when we were kids like he's just always been that kind of person you know, so I can see it. They've been very, very kind to, to me and to our company. And so we're, that's we're awesome. big fans over here. Let's, let's get to that, man, because I looked up y'all's website and I looked up your product and everything. And I got to say, it looks amazing. Um, because first of all, I love coffee. You know, um, I, I learned, I learned from some elders when I lived in Spain, I learned from some elders of how to like actually make, you know, at least, at least what Spain considers to be a real coffee. Oh, sure. You know, you know, that European way, what we call an espresso, they just call it coffee. Right. They, they, and what we consider a coffee, they call a American coffee. They call it cafe Americano. Americano, Of course, the backstory for the Americano is pretty well established at this point, but, you know, American GIs during the second world war who were over there and couldn't get what they knew to be coffee would water down espresso. And it's still good. It's totally different than you know based on the extraction method but uh yeah 
But yeah, if you lived in Spain, I, I didn't. I didn't know that actually about the GI thing. I, I didn't know that. It's uh, yeah. I, I never story. heard that. Like, or at the very least, like that's the heavily leaned. Upon. Sure. That makes sense, though. You you want to? I get it. Like you get a little if you know you get a little uh, a little coffee, right? It's tiny. It's not meant to be a big old cup uh, uh, to take it. So I could totally see uh, somebody out in the field of war would be like, "What the hell is this?" Like we're gonna have to make this last. So well, if you do it for, I assume that if that's what you have access to for three or four years, it's like you come home afterwards and you're like, "Why is why is no one serving that here?" So yeah, <laughs> thing. Totally. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, if anything, one of the things that I have learned uh, during our, our time making steam espresso is that like, that it's kind of like the sort of bit that I, I have about it is that the coffee mafia is a real thing. Like basically what I mean is like, it's a very personal experience. Like oh, I yeah. talk to everybody from people who are just, you know, just really not into the coffee thing at all to people who are really like, can't get by without several cups a day sure, and are sure. really creative about it so you know it's um it is a it's a big industry and and if anything you know one of the things that seems to be kind of you know you were talking about like sort of the rituals that we go through while we're on lockdown for whatever reason probably because they're a pretty good read like i end up following um a number of like screenwriters and uh showrunners and stuff on social media and one of them is the guy who's behind the uh, Showtime show Billions, and he does. Yeah, he has a his morning cup of coffee. He is termed the Royale, and so <laughs> people send him mugs that say the Royale on it, and he makes a big show of like That's his awesome. morning show. So it's like those little. I just feel like maybe it's part of the human experience, right? That like we mine connection oh, where we can find it. Absolutely, and coffee especially. Dude, coffee is such a big part of my life and a lot of people's lives. Um, again, like coffee is is such a big deal in in so many parts of the world man again like when i lived in spain like i remember the very first place i ever got a job um they wouldn't let me serve coffee for three months they wouldn't even let me make a coffee because one i was american right. two two they said i didn't know what i was doing even sure. though i had worked at some of the best restaurants in in uh dallas um making coffee no pro you know for expensive blah 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 blah. i thought i knew what i was doing yeah i, did, I didn't know anything uh, apparently you know according to them and it's true they just showed me all these little things and all these little tricks and um it really wasn't too complicated it just basically came down to repetition you just got to sure. keep repeating it doing it doing it and then you learn you know then it became a point where i learned to you know do it fast and do it well because coffee is a different game over there in europe like People come to the bar asking for coffees like they do shots here in America. You know, give me two, give me three, give me this, give me that, give me one with ice, give me one with this, give me with you know, blah 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 blah. And you're just like, holy shit! You know, you're just making all these coffee. It's like being at a nightclub bar, and I had never experienced that in my life. I just thought, damn, coffee is a big deal here. And I remember one one older guy. Um, <laughs> Uh, he he list, he just wouldn't let me make him a coffee. He was like a regular at this this place that he would come in all the time, an older gentleman. And for the longest time, he would just never let me make him a coffee till like literally my last week of working there, where he just said, "All right, I'll I'll let you you know make me a coffee." And I'll never forget that man. I made him a coffee. Um, he drank it and he just said, "Yeah, you still got work to do." And I'll just never forget that. Like, damn, I worked all summer on this. I worked so hard. 
I thought I had it down and still I just can't it, well, it just, that's what it is right people just take it so seriously well and to be and to be fair to you it's like they also move the goalposts on you a little bit sometimes that's too. true like, that's true you just catch that guy on a day where he's like yeah. okay well maybe yeah. I want a little bit more of uh you know more of a a stronger coffee flavor or more of a little of some type of additive like any of that makes totally. sense like totally but um but anyway, yeah, ultimately, it's never going to get out of style. The, um, here's another little weird factoid. So, um, so one of the earliest and maybe the earliest uh, references to, like, sort of the consumption of coffee beans was that the, I guess it was the Mayans used to, like, take coffee bean and, like, uh, chili peppers and, like, oh, wow. have those together, which, like, the, like, those flavors actually kind of, they work. But I was like, hey – that would be super intense. Like I can, yeah. like how, like <laughs> this is not for the pay. That's like make your hair stand up on end, uh, which none of us need these days. Yeah. Um, but be like, you know, what an interesting way to like, kind of, you know, I could see how, you know, at, over time you'd be like, okay, how can we dilute this and turn it into something? And so they, the evolution in a weird way, the evolution of coffee and by, by vis-a-vis that espresso has kind of been, backed out against I feel like has been backed out against the human condition a little bit like where we live what the soil is like what our you know daily lives demand sure. so anyway yeah let's talk about your product a little bit let's talk about what just tell us what steam is what what do you guys do yeah so so we brew and bottle artisan espresso here in Austin and ship it all over the place so basically um we are, we're authentically, like basically we're creating authentic espresso. We steep it in cacao. So everything is like, basically they're kind of like little mocha shots. They're pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Um, couple so they just shots. come in little bottles, right? And you yeah, just sort of. Everyone. So, so when we ship them out, we ship them in big boxes like, like these. And then they usually come in, um, here, let me open one of these up like it's a, like it's a new thing. But yeah, they're, they're about that big. Yeah. And, nice. They're T- like if when any of us can ever go to an airport again, they're TSA friendly. So it's like, <laughs> oh, that is a good, uh, that is good actually. Yeah. yeah. So like, um, they're two shots per bottle. It's 130 milligrams of caffeine. So it's like, it'll raise your eyebrows a little bit. Yeah. And, um, our original <laughs> version, we augment with, um, you know, three or four grams of pure cane sugar. So it's not very, it's not sweet, but it does help it keep. So it's like our, the original ones, like the one I just showed you, are good for about six months at room temperature on the shelf. A little bit nice. longer if you chill them. And, uh, and then we also make a... Uh, so you should fridge. chill them. Should you keep them in your fridge or where do you think is the best place to keep those? So it really matters personal preference. So it's like when people order, what we typically do is put a recipe card in there with a bunch of... basically. So it's like sometimes because the delivery vehicle is different because it's not coming in a tiny Italian cup. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's like what can i make with it and really the answer is literally anything you can make with an espresso machine without having to wait around for it yeah um if you want your espresso like if you like your espresso hot you can give a bottle a hot water bath at the temperature that you want for about 90 seconds and it should be it should be solid we've also cut it with hot water and make a pretty great americano but my wife likes to make uh, ice lattes in the morning and so nice. yeah it's like you know it takes like literally 30 seconds yeah so, um that's, that's a good point that's i was actually going to ask that like what drinks can you make with it or bar are bars using it for 
cocktails or anything like that, you know? Yeah. So we do produce in, in 16 ounce for bars and restaurants. Like, so, um, Oh wow. So there yeah. is 16. Ounce. Oh wow. We, yeah. We make the, we just rolled those out not very long ago. So it's like now, now of course all the bars and restaurants are closed. So it's totally like, better matter of time, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but, you know, one of the things that we did when, when we decided to, to start, um, putting this together was I sat down with the master chef from a local restaurant group. And one of the conversations that we had, so he tried it and he was like, gave me some really honest feedback and was very kind. And he said, you know, the, the biggest challenge for me is like at one of my restaurants, he's like, when we sell one espresso martini, we sell 30 because they look great. And they, you know, but he's like, we spend all night waiting on the machine. So he's like, if we could pre-batch something, that would be interesting. So we put that large format together for situations like that. Um, but for specifically for the crowd that's quarantining at home or, you know, just looking for it to, for a way to like either, um, both honor their coffee ritual and then, you know, ramp up for their day, um, not break stride in some, in some cases, um, you know, we ship these out in six packs and 12 packs and yeah, it's easy. That's awesome. Yeah, they're ready to drink right out of the bottle, or like I said, you can make a bunch of stuff with them. It, it's it actually is great for the bar because now I'm thinking about that that cocktail because I bartended for years. So I w- my thought would be, well, that espresso is hot, so now I've got to mix it with the ice, right? So you lose, you've got to put more ice in there. It's just a bitch. It's a bitch to do. It's a sure. bitch to it's a bitch to make that drink. So if I have the espresso cold, ready to bam, I'm making espresso martinis like no tomorrow. Well, and bear in mind, like one of the oddly, like one of the things that we took as a safety precaution that that seems to be a little bit more uh, relevant these days, even than a couple of years ago, is that we pasteurize everything. So it's like none of this is open air coffee. Like it's hot filled when we make it, but it's not sitting around open to the elements. So as we are learning about like the way that that uh, and not to be like scary about it, but like as we're learning about like properties of a of a pandemic it's like anything that you can do to kind of mitigate that that open air situation it can be helpful so in my opinion absolutely as a consumer as a consumer that makes me happy to hear that right about your product like honestly it does yeah and it's and it's fun too we've been getting like i just got a note this morning from a um, doctor on the east coast who ordered some of our stuff and i just said she was like oh she's like i've been having a ball with this and i was like it's really nice to hear what you've been doing with it. She was like cocktails. And I was like, <laughs> I, also, I hope you're not at the hospital. But I was like, like if you had been, you yeah. probably serve cocktails more than the rest of us. So anyway, stuff like that. And, um, and you know, people have been very kind. We, um, we were fortunate enough to win best new drink in Texas at the Texas works awards, which is underwritten by the go Texan campaign. Oh yeah. Inaugural um competition and then that's we awesome won, um the fast awesome fast pitch thing that they did at the, in january before we all realized we could never be in rooms with people again yeah I'm not sure. uh, and so so yeah it's it's been fun people have been very nice and at the very least like we we've kind of found um that based on the fact that we have done some direct consumer work that it's been you know that's been something we've been able to step up a little bit when people are sequestered at home and Need a need a cup of something they can you know lean into hopefully. Let's talk about a little bit because um, w- another thing that I liked looking through your website was like I know I'm gonna screw this up so you're gonna have to take over but basically oh, yeah. like y- you don't use any you know 
it's like very organic what you're using and you get the beans from i think somewhere chiapas somewhere in mexico Dark, right? yeah. so so i'll let you sort of take that from there but yeah just give us the background on how environmentally friendly it is as well yeah sure totally so um so the beans are from chiapas and and they're from a little farm in the mexican main mexican growing region um really kind of the key takeaway there is like the analogy that i draw sometimes is that like beans are the like so if the if if the end product, right, if the bottle is the band, the beans are the bass player. So it's like, oh, like wow. you just like, <laughs> I like that. Beat for me, be steady, be reliable. Nobody needs to be a hero. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to hear a bass solo, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? We've all been to a Carlos Santana show. So it's like, I believe they happen, but we don't have to do it all the time. Oh, shit. So, That's hilarious. Uh, so, so, yeah. So it's like, by the way, everybody at a Santana show gets a solo. So um, anyway, I never thought I'd bring that up. But anyway, the, uh, yeah. So so the beans are from from that region, of Mexico. Anything that's grown in that particular part of the the world, by virtue of the soil, there are chocolate notes in the beans. And one of the one of the original. So it's like I work with a handful of roasters, and one of the one of the roasters that um, that roast some beans for us teaches college courses on uh, on coffee. And one of the conversations that we had really early on that stuck with me is that uh, your taste buds can make out between 850 and 950 individual flavor notes from a single coffee bean. Now those are extracted to a greater degree at a higher temperature, which is why if you have a cup of Morning Joe, it tastes a little bit different if you leave it out for 45 minutes after you've started it. And that, so just, you know, oh, when, when you when you have cold brew, it further reduces the flavor profile. Yeah. But because we're steeping in raw cacao, there's some chocolate going on in there anyway. And because there are chocolate notes, it just dovetails really nicely. So yeah. anyway, essentially what we make is a is a is an authentic artisan set of espresso shots. But we are augmenting it a little bit just to kind of and we triple filter it. So we try to take some of the angry out of the equation. So for like if you ever had <laughs> like acidic espresso it's like you know some people are really into that just like there's always going to be black coffee guy who doesn't want any cream or sugar yeah um yeah so we we're it's a it can be a little bit of a starter espresso for people who maybe don't know it but it's definitely in the ballpark for people who do and then specific to things like um you know the safety measures i mentioned the pasteurizing um the beans are you know organic like i say from a little little town we don't we don't add anything that's not natural. Um, that's so, awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. we're, you know, we're trying, and then we, and then we do, this isn't necessarily what you asked, but I'll forget it if I don't bring it up. Like we do try to pay it forward to a little bit. So it's like our spent coffee grounds. Um, when school is in session, we donate those to school gardening programs. So that's like, awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. Which by the way, who knew apparently they help really <laughs> strawberries grow. So, uh, Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That yeah. was cool. It was struck me by surprise too. But yeah, so we're <laughs> we're trying to do stuff to like just be good citizens and at the same time like take a few. It it makes it, it makes it a little bit more um, makes the process a little bit more involved to to get to the place where we've got a finished bottle. But yeah. we're also pretty happy with what we make and try to do right by folks. So that's, that's awesome. That's the goal anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, you. You have a choice as a business owner. You can make the product and sell it, or you can make the product, sell it, and do something on top of that, right? Like, 
the company can mean more than just coffee. It, it can be about, like you said, giving back the grounds to the community and doing this and doing that. That's actually what makes people support real businesses, to be honest with you. It's not just the business. It's what all they do as a whole. And you're like, yeah, I love that they do this, this, and this. That's why I love this company and their coffee's great. You right? know, like, I will say too, like, if, if anything, like it's the weird kind of silver lining and it's to be clear, like it's a silver lining. We all wish the pandemic was over. Like sure. no one would run out in the street faster than me when it, when I had to be in my house. <laughs> yeah. But like, but the silver lining is, is like we have seen so many places, so many companies support other companies. So many companies do nice things for the community. So many companies who are, who are just trying to take that extra step to do something to really support people on the front lines you know, almost to the point where it sounds like we're kind of hearing that, that message on repeat a little bit, but it's a big, like, I think it's a big deal. We, yesterday, um, I stopped over and talked to the guys at, uh, still the local whiskey. Yeah. It's actually right. I live right here off of, right by St. Elmo actually. Well, I probably drove right by your house. I can literally walk there. Yeah. Well, I I did not all the way, but (laughs) and. And I, and you know, they're, they're making uh disinfectant now. So it's like, yeah. so I just stopped in and picked up a couple of bottles and, and I just brought them a little bit of what we make. And I was like, thanks for, you know, here's That's a little awesome. bit. Not everybody can kind of give you guys something back and they're really cool about it. So, yeah. um, so That's Chris, pretty, isn't the owner name Chris? I think so. Chris, he had yeah. a, you know, he had a, a bandana on, so I, I couldn't. Yeah. I right couldn't I met him. I met him at a paella uh, party a couple years ago, um, and just you know, he told me he gave me his card and blah blah blah. And um, yeah, I've just been looking at what they're doing, and I did see that they did the hand sanitizer. Um, I think a lot of didn't like some breweries and other distilleries do that too. Like, yeah, I think crazy. it's crazy a bit for them to make, and it's happening in a lot of communities. I mean, here, you know, once upon a time, I remember when Austin had like eight breweries tops and now it's like i don't know 50 totally so, uh, totally there are a lot of them yeah. and yeah. so they're not even counting distilleries and so with those guys like it, anyway that it's one thing to be able to do it and it's another to take the next step and go do something 100 percent, because they're also providing the bottles and the labels and the labor to get it done you know and the, the actual product and a lot of these places are giving it away again it's it really is such a great sense of community again just like for your company as well it's you have a choice as a business owner to just sell your product and buckle down and, and that's all you're going to worry about. But I love companies that don't take that approach. They, they go the further approach, which is to help the community because without community, nobody's buying your product. Is that well, <laughs> I'll even take it a step further, which is to say, and this is, um, this is an opportunity that um, Joel and Shannon originally turned us on to, but like we've partnered with Jose Andres frontline foods organization and uh, provided some, espresso for emergency room workers here in Austin. So oh, like, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, that's cool. That is like, we're not driving that effort, but we're grateful that they ask us to be a part of it. And yeah, yeah it's been really cool to like take that stuff in there and then and share it and then uh, and then hopefully just fuel somebody who needs it a lot more. They have to love you coming in with espresso, dog. Like if that was they, me, right, I'd just be like, like oh. 
It's like, he's here. <laughs> like, oh well, my God. And I think that they're already in comfortable clothes. So yeah. they're, they're most of the way there. But um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised you're not getting tackled in the parking lot. Like, give us everything you got in the trunk. Everybody's well, the wearing a bandana, is, so you can't tell who's who. Right. The key <laughs> is to put on just enough of the hand sanitizer that you're still slippery. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know if that's true. That might that's not be. Funny. <laughs> um, that's really cool of you guys to do that though. That's, yeah, and then, that, that's I guess really another cool. thing that I think would be worth, at least I would love to be able to share is that, that, um, there are other groups that are specifically putting packages together that are just specifically designed to support CPG brands here in Austin. Yeah. So, um, there's a group called ATX kit that, that, um, bands together 10 different 10 products from 10 different companies and we're fortunate enough to be included in that too that's awesome you can go like buy these and i think it's just atxkit.com but anyway um those guys are selling these little cool kits and it's like you get a this big smorgasbord of like local products right yeah local cool local product yeah that's cool that's 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 awesome actually that's great that's again yeah it's awesome ask us to be a part of it. We're not driving it, but we're really sure. great. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, it, it, sometimes too many drivers, it's not, nobody's going to get anything done, right? Sometimes you just need to be on board with, you know, just be a passenger and let someone else take the lead on, on things. You're providing the product, man. You're, you're doing enough already right there. You know, that's, well, we are, and we have, uh, we have shared some stuff with other members of the local, um, medical community just as like less of a like sort of high five PR thing and more of a like actually a, doing it. Yeah. Just to really help people. Yeah. Just feeling like you're like feeling like you're doing a little something to sure. hopefully move the needle. So absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. It's been, uh, it has been, it's been very odd um, in a weird way. Like, so um, at the tail end of, so in, in the fall, we were part of the, uh, uh, Texas Venture Labs Accelerator at UT, and so one of the, without going into the weeds about this, a, like a like a short version of the way that that program works is that you work with a team of graduate students who have different specialties, and like really over the course of about twelve weeks, you can kind of like like really get into it, like a couple of things, and so we did, we did, it was great experience and high five to those guys, I really enjoyed it, but the you know, one of the things that we did was, was work on a hospitality pilot. Well, right now hotels are getting clobbered. Yeah. So it's like, you know, um, I think about those guys a lot. We're having to like, sort of take, like focus less on that part of the business while it's, uh, while they're frankly, there's nothing they can do. Like I saw a stat last week that said the occupancy downtown is like 3% right now. Oh, it's crazy. So, yeah. yeah. My, my so, brother's in the hotel industry. He's, he's hurting. Then yeah, then it's yeah. Right so it's 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 one of those deals. But I but I do think that also it's like, in a weird way, even for those guys in industries where it's like, they really have to be feeling it right now. One of the things that that maybe the lack of activity. And this is easy for me to say. Um, get my hope is is that maybe that gives them an opportunity to think about like, okay, so when we come out of this, like this isn't a permanent condition. When we come out of it, and the new normal is is whatever the next iteration is after we're out of quarantine, like what are our new safety norms? And yeah. I think that there are going to be some that apply. And so we're trying to get out in front of that too. Yeah, absolutely. There, there'll definitely be some things that stick 
that restaurants and, and bars and whatnot are going to carry over. And honestly, um, one good positive about this is that most places will have delivery down packed. They'll, they'll have it down really good because before, not really, that it was just not anything you concentrated on so much because you didn't normally do it, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's something that I think you'll see restaurants in, in places have delivery down packed now from now on, uh, moving forward, which actually they're going to see is going to help their sales in the long run because the dining room will be open. Now people are still doing delivery more that they see that it's, you know, easy to do. Um, but yeah, you're right, man. It's a, it's a tough industry right now that everybody's the good news. It's, it's such a weird thing to say, but at least we're all going through it together. You know, I, I hate to say well, that, but yeah. And it's also one of those, I feel like it's also one of those deals too, where it's like, you know, you, again, it's like you go through exasperation point and then, and then there are other days where it's just like, it's just kind of like, you know, and, you have to be able to laugh a little, hundred like, percent, just to kind of yes. get through it. At least that's yes. you know, sort of my coping mechanism. That's so, my coping mechanism yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. You just you try to find things that are in in some ways like just uh, like there was a guy like I've spent this is a weird sort of I spent too much time talking about Twitter, but like there was a guy who yesterday had his first tweet, and it was a you know sort of looked like a gentleman in his sixties who said. Uh, something his his only tweet was something like, um, "This is a rather disgusting website," and it got like <laughs> a thousand likes. And I was like, and it was just like the comments were like elaborate high fives about either about this guy just dragging the whole community and yet being a part of the community, or the fact that people wanted him to stick around. I don't know if it was because he was cranky. Yeah. You know, there was there was the other thing about like the guy who was the. Um, um i guess the head of security for that cowboy museum in oklahoma city and they just gave him control of their social accounts go look it up because no, it i haven't even heard about that it's hilarious yeah, yeah no he was like <laughs> he would spell out the word hashtag because his grandkids had like kind of told him how it worked. <laughs> like, that's funny. Then, like no you need the pound time so it would be like it would like hashtag and then the word hashtag and then whatever <laughs> so, yeah. that's funny it's that easy easy for us to to pick on it from all the way over here but yeah little stuff like that being able to like you know um i will say that um you know for for people with kids it's also been you know a um there's no amount of money that a teacher could make that would be too much for uh, parents there's like let me help let me help figure that out yeah. but also like you just get a, you get a, an appreciation for like you know asd didn't necessarily know that this was coming and didn't totally. necessarily all figured out but it really in many ways has has rallied uh and answered the call and um i've done some things that like really are not just necessarily the things that they have to do but um but are also like kind of just cool little um bonuses like i'll, yeah. give, you an example. I'll give you one example which is um they've been delivering chromebooks to kids who are it's like i don't know if it's like it's like third through sixth grade or something like that don't quote me but it's like but I'm a third grader. So yeah. it's like, the, and they deliver these Chromebooks to the kids wow. who are signed up and are eligible by school bus. So it's like there's school buses running around the neighborhood with no kids on them, just computers. And it's like a weird 
giant school bus delivery project. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, yeah. So if you see a school bus in your area and you're like, is it school closed? The answer is yes. And it probably has the, some people. Inside. They're probably delivering it. That's really cool. That is really cool. Well, they're, they're making people do the online stuff, right? So maybe some people don't have uh, the resources for that. Or they're just like one computer at home and uh, have a friend um, who's that's the situation. He's got two kids and he's got one laptop, but they need to use the laptop for school, but he has to use it for work. So he's like, it's a nightmare, uh, you know, trying yeah. to, trying to make that happen. Yeah. Nobody, uh, nobody needs all that. Yeah. So, yeah. They're not, you know, they're not, uh, inexpensive, but they're, you know, those little Chromebooks are not, they're not sure. crazy, crazy sure. spendy. So anyway, sure. it's been, that's been kind of a cool thing. And no, that is cool. That, I mean, you're obviously, you know, and I want to get into a little bit about how Steam has pivoted, you know, during all this. But, you know, a lot, of, a lot of companies are pivoting, right, during this time and having to adjust to something they just nobody saw coming, right? So everybody's got to pivot and adjust to the quarantine. Like, what, what is, was there anything, it's a two-part question, I guess. Was there anything that Steam had planned that had to get nixed? And, you know, what were the pivots or if any that y'all have made for this. So I'll tell you. So um, some of this we just talked about. So so part of my plan for 2020 was let's lean into hospitality um, for a lot of reasons, but not the least of which was like, I just think our, our product in some ways is really tailored for certain aspects of, of, of hospitality, but when nobody can travel, then you gotta, you have to back burner that. So, yeah. I mean, at the very least, you know, maybe they need it more than ever, but um, but we had just <laughs> added the market at the um, new Hotel Otis that's across from UT campus, like in maybe early February. Yeah. And uh, those guys like, and to to their credit, like have been have been really cool. But it's but it's hard. I'm sure they're feeling it like everybody else. So we so we pause really you know for the most part paused the hospitality efforts and then. Um, you know, we started as a direct-to-consumer company. We continue to send direct-to-consumer. And so in that way, we've kind of been, you know, there's no necessarily ideal positioning during this, this time, but we have been positioned to do something often that we already do pretty well. So in that sense, um, it's great because we have heard from folks all over the country who are, you know, stuck at home and looking to satisfy their coffee jones a little bit. Sure. So, so we've been able to do that. Um, so we're stepping up those efforts and then, um, we are, you know, you can find this in a number of Royal blues in downtown. So it's like, we're available retail that way. And then we're also talking to both central market and HEB, same company. They offer, obviously they operate a little bit differently. And so yeah. we'll be in both places cause they don't necessarily always do that. But, um, but those no, are, those are, those are, um, conversations that, that I think make sense. So one of the other of them we hope will, will turn into something sooner than later. You know, this is typically the time of year that HEB does their Taste of Texas competition. Yeah. And so we were, they, they encouraged us at the very least to, to look into that. And then um, Central Market also does like essentially like a, my understanding is a little bit of a dog and pony show for emerging brands where it's like you can come and talk to um, the folks who run those stores um, or who buy in your category for those stores and they can uh, taste your stuff and learn a little bit. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. So beyond those, um, the other thing that we were going to do anyway, that we have continued to do is to extend, expand our digital footprint. And the, the reasoning behind that is that like, essentially I came to the conclusion that like people like to shop 
for CPG products the same way that they shop offline in a store, which is to say that you don't want to go to eight different places for eight different products. And so we've been adding digital marketplaces. So we are, in addition to our, to steam.com, which you can go to uh, and order any of our stuff directly. We're also on the fair platform, um, which is access to 60,000 boutiques all over the country. There's another, nice. another um, competitor of theirs called the Hubba that we're also a part of. Um, we have, uh, We've been invited to join a couple of marketplaces that we haven't turned on yet just to make yeah. sure whether they're a fit or not. But, but yeah, that's the, the general idea is to, um, there's another one called Hello Abound that we're getting ready to turn on. So it's like, basically, there are places where you can find our stuff above and beyond. We have an Amazon store, a small one. Yeah. Uh, we were, one of the benefits of, of being a part of this pitch competition at the HEB Tech Hub in January was that we met a lot of, of people from all over and got to know some folks from the city who work with small businesses a lot. And basically they connected us to um, some folks over at eBay who run a, a program called Retail Revival. So we've been to eBay store too. And I'll tell you where this is actually, it ends up kind of coming in handy. You can order that from anywhere, but they also, um, they, they have a partnership with Pitney Bowes where it's like my original concern about, about that platform, I feel, pretty transparent in saying this out loud it's like was it like i was like i don't necessarily need to learn how to ship everywhere like the rule if the rules in in the netherlands are different than the rules in england count me out like this i was like the this country's big enough like we've got plenty to worry about just to try and get everything right here sure um but through this partnership that they have with pitney bows basically they have a clearinghouse where it's like if you're in a foreign country and you order our stuff we ship it to Lexington. They essentially repackage it and assume. That's right. The, yeah, you know, they take responsibility. Yeah, they have a they have a center in America that takes those shipments and then ships it out internationally. Yeah, yeah, correct. So in a weird way, it's like we don't have to do any get over our skis to try and figure it out. They can handle that part for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, there. If anything, like, and it's like we do. We hear from um, uh, all kinds of folks. I get. I get. We got uh, approached by a, uh, uh, an app that I won't mention, but it's uh, kind of one that's growing quite a bit. And they were like, uh, they're basically looking for kind of interesting brands to, to be a part of reaching their audience. Now, whether that ends up being something that would make sense for us, we're not totally sure yet. Um, but everybody's like just trying to figure it out. And so yeah. we have a lot of, we've, we, we try to keep our ears to the ground and then we do the things that make sense for us and the, and if there are things that aren't then that's okay we don't know if you know maybe that'll be something that makes sense down the road well you're trying different things i mean that's the best way to do it right you got to try different things see if it works um, just because something worked for one company doesn't necessarily mean it'll work for yours and just because something didn't work for somebody's company doesn't mean it won't work for you as well you know so i think sure. you're doing i think you're doing the right thing just sort of a shotgun effect right just sort of get out there see what's what's picking up, what's hitting. I mean, honestly, if none of those revenue streams really are costing you anything, what's wrong with keeping them open if they're bringing in, you know, money at some extent, you know? Yeah. Well, the idea is, I guess that, you know, 
and I, I mean, maybe it does come come off like a little bit of a shotgun thing. We don't necessarily look at it like that. Like we're testing a bunch of different things with yeah. the idea that like we'll double down on the ones that we. That we totally, exactly. That's what I mean. You, you sort of just boom. Let's put it out there, see what's hitting, and then you know what? This place is great. Let's, like you said, double our efforts here or whatever. I have a question for you because yeah, th- this seems like a you know, coffee is obviously a popular product to get. Is there? Do you guys have like a direct competition or? Is there a brand that you guys feel you're similar to or anything I mean, like that? Anybody you're competing against or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, so so we have a slide in our presentation deck that uh, it's like that's a X and Y axis. And it's like on the, the X axis is like efficiency and the Y axis is indulgence. And I tend to think of all brands in terms of like where they sit, like, Oh, on that on that graph yeah um, the, you know the short answer is sure we have plenty of competitors like um you know coffee's a competitive space it's a 48 billion dollar industry just the specialty coffee industry just in the u.s and then you take like all the like yeah my my term is like the uh sort of junk caffeine like the um you know red bulls and monster energy and whatever it's like those are fine for some people um, but they're really sort of more a means to an end in terms of like caffeine consumption and less yeah. of the, they're, they're a highly effective, but not particularly indulgent experience. And, and they're not, not good. Not, I mean, I, I drink Red Bulls. I'm not afraid to admit it. You know, I've drank them. Well, and I drink a, like, they're horrible. They taste like shit. And I still drink them because they do give me some energy. Um, but absolutely, like you're not enjoying the moment sort of thing. Whereas a coffee, natural giving me everything I need. I'm enjoying the coffee and getting the benefit from it, you know? Yeah, sure. So, so to answer your question, like, so what I would, what I would say is like in terms of efficiency and indulgence, right? Like most of your like canned or bottled coffees, like, yeah, sure. There are some of those that we, that if we're sitting on a shelf or if you're sitting at home and trying to figure out which one you want, like there, there are each, there are things you can get out of either of those. Yeah. Um, but we're excited about the fact that what we do is like the idea is like, we want to honor your coffee ritual. We still want to bring you something that is super authentic, but at the same time, like not have to like sort of slow you down in order to gain that, to, to gain that energy and focus. So it's like, sure. and here's another thing. It's like, so the, on the, on that graph, it's like, there's a picture in the, on the indulgent, but not super efficient side of a guy sitting around a coffee shop. It's like that guy's having a very indulgent experience. that's not totally <laughs> efficient. So it's like there are, and that, that experience is kind of in fairness to coffee shops everywhere. It's like kind of been taken out of the equation. So, you know, I'm sure that we're, um, you know, we're stepping in where some folks can't go to their local coffee shop. We certainly, you know, high five and support local coffee shops everywhere. But yeah, we're a, you know, we just happen to be positioned in such a way that like we're able to help some people out. We're happy to do it. And obviously, like we want it. We we like what we make. We like sending it out. So we're happy when people want to want to try it. No, absolutely. Again, man, I mean, coffee is such a it's like wine in a lot of ways where, you know, people care if you've cared about it. So if you have a choice, you know, if I'm looking at coffees, right, and I see Starbucks espresso shot or whatever. And then I see steam. And if I know a little bit about steam, I'm picking steam because one, it's local. They care about what they're giving me and they don't have to, but they chose to because one coffee is something you should care about. 
And if you're a coffee lover, you care that somebody cared about that coffee. I mean, it just makes a difference to you. So it's like an easy choice to pick something that's been cared about and, you know, grown right and, and groomed and researched right and, and all the things that y'all are doing as opposed to, you know, this was just made in a lab by whatever Joe Schmo and, well, and, and, you know. and bear in mind for whatever it's worth, like, I'm not necessarily intending to totally take a pot shot at these guys, but it's like Starbucks has been sued twice because those, the espresso shots they sell are not espresso. <laughs> so what? like, What's like, in it? Oh my yeah. God. Essentially it's like, a, it's like a, it's like a dark cold brew. Yeah. So dark like, cold uh, brew. Yeah. So it's like, there is, yeah. there is a little, I think that they, I mean, obviously they're a massively successful company by a number of metrics, but sure. it's like, one of the things that, that I think that they, in that particular instance, probably skate on a little bit is just sure. the idea that, that people don't, haven't critically thought about what, how an espresso is made and what totally. makes it or not. So we're trying to also educate a little bit along the way. Absolutely. If you can educate, you get people on board with what you're saying. One, you get to educate people the way you think it's right. So they learn that way. And now you're sending that person out into the world in your mind, right? With the correct information. Now they really know about coffee and they're going to then turn around and respect you and want to buy from you. And that just makes sense. I mean, that, that absolutely makes sense. We hope so. At the very least, we're happy to send it to them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. Um, you know, Kevin, this has been so awesome, man. I'm really, oh, one, really excited to try your product. So I'm definitely going to get some, some espresso. Again, I love coffee. Um, I've never bought espresso in a bottle like i never even bought those uh, well i now i'm hearing it's not even real espresso but i've never even bought those things before you know the, the the starbucks ones or anything so send me your address i'll send you some i will tell you i will tell you this is kind of a funny story so it's like so i had a guy in florida who i was doing some other work with uh who had who had never who's a coffee not uh, like nerd really was into it ordered his first box and then the next morning, like it really early, like seven or seven fifteen, it was like six or eight months ago. I had to get on a call with this guy and a bunch of other people, and they didn't know that he clearly had drank an entire bottle, like both shots, <laughs> full 130 milligrams, right before this meeting started. <laughs> what happened next was the most harrowing conversation I've ever had, seen five people have on. <laughs> <laughs> like, anyways that guy was like i used to do an impression of it because it was like it's like watching somebody's life flash before their eyes okay. um, so it which is uh, I, I i i kid but um know your know your body yeah <laughs> but, maybe make a latte i did have one of another one of my roasters uh did a like drank a whole bottle right in front of me went on about how much he loved it and then did the math in his head and figured out that he was just roasting beans that day. He's like, I'm just going to be standing around. He's like, now I've got all this energy. Also plant. <laughs> that's all, that's all. I love that, man. Some guy, I love that. that those are, those are funny stories. Um, that's hilarious. But yeah, send me, send me your stuff. I will. Absolutely, man. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm going to support this product for sure, man. Um, I love, yeah, I love coffee. And, and again, I'm, I'm all about everything. I'm not just about your product. I'm about what you guys stand for, you know, and that's, again, that's the kind of things that I like to support and get behind, you know, and I'm a loyal person. So once I find something I like, I stick with it. 
you know, I'll keep buying. So we I keep we buying. really appreciate it. And I, I, like I said, I couldn't be, couldn't be more thrilled to spend a little bit of time talking to you today. And, and thanks That's for crying awesome. out loud. I have to uh, high five Joel next time I see him. Absolutely. Yes. Give Joel a high five for sure, man. Um, he deserves it again. That guy too. He's doing great things with what he, what he does with his time. Again, it's, 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 it's good to see, man. You know, th this what's great about doing my podcast is I get to talk to so many people that are doing great things. That's literally, that's literally it. It's awesome. Before we go, like one thing that I did want, like I had planned on bringing up, but I just never did. And we, we kind of talked around it at the beginning we talked about Trish and Joel and Shannon and whatnot, but, um, but one thing that is, has been really great about running a CPG company in Austin in particular, but certainly in Texas, um, is that, uh, and I don't know exactly how to put this, but like people share here. So it's like, it's not super proprietary. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that that's not universally the case, but in my experience, people have been very, kind to us and very open to like just talking through like okay here's kind of here's a pretty typical pitfall that you may run into during yeah. the process here are some ways to avoid that talk to this person talk to that person and so so we awesome. try to we try to do that for companies that are coming up behind us and you know we certainly don't have everything figured out but we're we're really proud of what we're making and and uh and just trying to grow it the right way and at the same time support and be responsible and responsive to the community if we can yeah absolutely again you have a choice to do it and choosing to do it is commendable so again man yeah i can't wait to try the product definitely going to send you my address i'm going to be all over that stuff i'll make sure not to drink an entire bottle before a podcast interview though that because uh, that right that would just be i'd be off the walls if you're doing a speed metal podcast it yeah. might be <laughs> Yeah. So when I'm interviewing the micro machines guy, you remember that guy? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Faster than some sort of, yeah. yeah super intense. Uh, I don't know who, who will get that reference. Uh, you probably got to be a little bit older, but if you, if you know that guy that I'm talking about from those commercials, but yeah. Um, well again, Kevin, man, it was so awesome talking to you, man. Um, you know, all the best of luck with steam and everything you guys got going. Um, if there's ever anything, you know, you feel I can do absolutely you know, reach out to me. Would love to help out. Um, I'm, I'm all about helping people connect with other people. That's sort of my, my role now in the industry, sort of a middleman. I can help people connect with this person or that person or, or whatever, you know, so. Well, this is great. I, you know, aside from getting a kick out of getting a chance to talk about what we do, like, I just, I'm just, uh, I'm just a big fan of the industry and people who are, you know, it's a little bit like, you know, I, I came from tech, before uh, before I was in CPG, and so in a, in some ways, it's like there's a lot of smart people who are doing things that are really innovative, and um, it is it's fun to be part of that tribe. So we're yeah. gonna we're gonna keep working at it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, best of luck to you guys. Best of luck to your family as well. And you know, make sure you guys stay safe, wash your hands, you know, stay clean. I'm sure you guys are doing all that stuff. Rob, so. stage coach. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, save all that money. That's all I'm going to say. Save the bounties. Don't, right, don't exactly. virgin. Uh, so again, man, thank you so much, Kevin. Um, we'll be talking soon. And yeah, best of luck to everything, man. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Okay. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'll be on. I'll, I will look forward uh, to sharing it when it's up.